Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome everybody to Casual Friday on Girl Power Half Hour. This is our question and answer, and I'm not sure how many answers we give, but we do discuss a lot of different things, right, Tasha? That's right. <laughs> um, I hope you're we can process. Really, really we can process with the best of them. I don't know how many answers we've got, Absolutely. but we can talk. That is for sure. <laughs> well, I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful week, and you're ready for a long weekend. I hope everybody gets to take an extra day off. Um, we're not. We're going to be back on Monday at five. So that's right. We'll be here. So listen yes, again on Monday for Mindfulness Monday. Um, but we have got some questions today, and. Um, Tasha's always in charge of the questions, and um, she does such a good job of keeping track of everything because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I do uh, such a good job of reading, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Compiling and reading and, and uh, yeah. So, um, but we do have a couple of questions today, but we want to remind you to go to our Facebook page and like it. It's Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook, and our Twitter page, which is girl underscore hour. And I have to apologize. I've not been very active on the Twitter page. So, um, And we need some more activity on our Facebook page, people. Oh, my gosh, yes, we do. Dear God. I know. We have a lot of listeners. We can tell that we do because uh, whether you know it or not, we can look that up and see that we have a lot of listeners, but we don't have a lot of interaction. And we need that because we want to tailor this show to suit you best. I mean, you're the audience, and we're not here just to talk to each other. We do that on our own time. So if you're going to be listening for 30 minutes, if you're going to be listening for 30 minutes, we want to make sure you're getting the best 30 minutes out of it. So please, by all means, Message us on Facebook. Message us on our page on Blog Talk Radio. Whatever whatever means you need to get to us. We know that sometimes it makes you nervous to call in and be live on there. I completely understand that. But we have a Facebook page, and you can message us there privately. You don't have to comment. You don't have to post publicly. Uh, you, any questions you have. And if you're worried that, you know, it's because it's coming from someone that's not anonymous, well, um, you know, we can figure out a way to get that information to you. If you want, if you need it to be, let us know, hey, is there a way that I can send something to you anonymously? Um, I know that sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. But you can always send us an email if you want to. Uh, we can post uh, an email and you can send it to us and we'll have no idea who it's coming from. You know, your name is not usually in your email. So if that makes you feel better, whatever we whatever we need to do to help you, help us so that we can help you. That would be great. <laughs> Right, right. And we do not bite, so we're we're actually no, we pretty nice people most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> see how I said most of the time? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So That's because of me. Just, just uh, get, with it get with us and talk to us and let us know what you want and what you need, and, and we'll be right on it to get those uh, episodes up for you with the questions yeah. that you have. So, Tasha, what questions do we have today? We have some great ones. Before I get to those, though, I do want to remind everyone, Tuesday, Topic Tuesday of next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Charlotte Dunham will be on with us. I'm so excited. Again, one of my mentors, 
Director of Women's Studies at Texas Tech University. Awesome, awesome woman. Has done so much great work. She's so cool. So many great things and so much information to give. So make sure that you check our Facebook page because I'm not going to tell you what the topic is going to be, but it will be updated on our Facebook page. And it will be there before Monday. Uh, We have it on there every Monday, and it's tagged at the top, and uh, Annette does that so that you don't have to scroll down the whole page to find it. So do that for us. Check it out, and then you'll know what she's going to be discussing on Tuesday, but it will be a very interesting and important topic. And want to yeah. make sure that you tune in five o'clock central on Tuesday to hear Dr. Charlotte Dunham. And if you're not familiar with her, you can always Google her. Texas Tech University keeps a page for all of the staff and faculty, so you're welcome to look that up and get some more information on her there as well. As far as well, I've loved all the yeah, I've loved all the women that have been on. They've been great. Oh, yeah, we've had Love some great guests and. Um, and those women will be back. Trisha, Patricia Earle is going to come back and talk to us about some other things, and um, Sarah Skog will be back as well. As she was our LPCI that came on and spoke to you about addictions this Tuesday. And, and Dr. Dunham will be on, hopefully, as a frequent guest as well. And then uh, Dr. Aretha Marbley has also uh, agreed to get on this show and talk to us about some great topics. And she's actually appeared on Oprah before, so I'm excited to have her. Yay. Uh, it be great stuff, yeah. So to get to our questions, because we do have a few, and I want to get to them. Uh, one was left over from last week, so I want to grab that one first, just to be fair. And this one calls us out a little bit, Annette. So this Uh-oh. one comes from... what we do? <laughs> I knew we'd get hate mail. <laughs> Sooner or later, we'd do it. I sent it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> Karen... Oh, One of our listeners, Karen, uh, sent us a question and said, you guys talked about in a past show being an empath or empathic. What is that? You never explained it. You said that you would, but you never did. Um, Whoops. Right, Karen, we didn't. And, 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 And let me add to that question because you and I discussed this before we got on air. I think when you, I want you to answer this uh, because you're going to answer it better than I would in terms of what is an empath or empathic. But because she said or empathic, I want you, if you could, and that also clear up for her the difference between being an empath and being empathic or having empathy. Well, having empathy, I, you know, it's, it's, we all have empathy at some point in time. And, and my definition of empathy is just, um, kind of a wider feeling than being empathic um, where you you care about other people you you know oh I'm so sorry you know that's happening to you you're feeling that um, to me that's empathy you know we have that a lot we we hate to see our friends hurting and you know we can empathize with them that type of thing but being empathic and I think many many people are, especially women, um, is really about picking up the energy of other people, places, or even things. And whenever, okay, for instance, whenever you walk into a room, um, say you walk into a, a room and there's a couple of people in there and when you walk in, you immediately get this heavy feeling. You know, you, maybe your energy level goes down or you feel uncomfortable in some way. 
and you just feel like there's there's a little bit of anger there. Something went on earlier in the room, and later you find out where the two people had had an argument. That's being empathic. Picking up on that emotion of other people especially. Um, maybe you uh, are going out with somebody uh, on a date, first date, and you just get this weird feeling. You don't feel comfortable. You're picking up on their energy. And when you pick up on their energy, you need to listen to it. So being empathic is actually picking up on all that energy. You can pick up energy from objects even um, or places. Certain places make you feel better than others. So being empathic is really being in tune with that energy. Um, and it makes it very difficult sometimes regardless of how empathic you are. Some people are super empathic. Others just, you know, kind of pick up stuff and they can shake it off. But uh, for those of us who are really empathic, we may have a problem being in crowds. Um, we may have a problem being around a lot of noise, a lot of stimulus bothers us. Uh, we need soothing things around us. We find ourselves needing to be by ourselves a lot because yeah, we, we can't do. handle... <laughs> yeah, we yeah. We can't handle the energy of a lot of people. You know, like, I can't go to a concert. Are you kidding me? I last a little while, but when I'm gone, it's like I need a bath. I need to shake it off. I need to, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so wired at the energy of all the people really mm -hmm. get to me. Yeah. So, um I used to, to uh, work at a psychic fair, and it was very difficult for me to do that for more, you know, I was doing readings from noon until 6, back to back, and the energy got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore because I was getting anxiety attacks. I would go to set up my table and my heart would start pounding. I was had a hard time catching my breath, and it was just like, I want to run. So when you have things like that, it's pretty sure that you're probably empathic. And there are ways to um, kind of monitor that and get rid of some of that energy. Well, and I, you know, we talked about, you talked about the difference between empathy earlier and being empathic, and I see empathy much different than sympathy. I think when you sympathize with someone, oh, yeah. you're just saying, I'm sorry that happened to you. When you empathize with someone, you're going where they are. You've been where they are. You can you you know what they're feeling because you've actually been there and you you felt that. So you're going where they are. Um, like you said, being empathic is picking up on energy. And you know just today, I mean, the special man in my life, um, he had a really rough day this morning and, you know, I was, texting you like okay what's going on with me this is what's you know happening right. to me i feel like i feel like i've done everything right today but i'm feeling weird he's in a bad place and i am empathic and annette knows this and so um you know she's like you're picking up on the energy you need to just brush that off and and it was exactly that was exactly it 
because when you're really connected to someone, it's even stronger. I mean, I'm, I can be in a crowd full of people I don't know and pick up on their energy. So if I know you and I'm connected to you, I mean, Annette tells me all the time, get out of my head because I can, yeah. <laughs> I can pick up on what's going on with her without her even telling me, you know, because I'm close to her. And if someone's in the room with me and I'm close to them and they're going through something, I really pick it up. And, and when you are empathic, I think it's important to know it, be aware of it, and really kind of protect yourself um, and make sure that when you when you see and observe that someone else is in a place like that, you really kind of have to practice some blocking or or brushing it off so and let, just protecting yeah, yourself. Yeah, let's talk about how to protect yourself. Yeah, let's do so, it. <laughs> Tell me, how do I protect your, myself? Protecting <laughs> yourself is actually just uh, setting an intention um, okay. to not allow... Uh, you know, if, if okay, for instance, that psychic fair, there was so much energy there that there was no way I tried, and it never, I was never able to block it completely. But if you're in a room with somebody or in a situation with somebody and you need to block, you set your intention of just keeping that energy at a distance. You just say to yourself, you know, I'm not allowing that into my space. You can just stay away. And you can visualize, like, mirrors around you facing outward so it's reflecting back. Um, you can imagine, visualize a bubble or, you know, whatever visualization you can come up with that works for you. And then doing some deep breathing, mega important because... Yeah, that was important today for sure. Breathing centers you. It energizes your your uh, energy centers. It allows you to become balanced. Where if you're picking up on somebody's really negative energy, you you stop breathing properly, you tense up, and the deep breath will actually help you release those muscles and you know really center yourself and balance yourself out. And then something really super simple is just Take your hands and just start brushing yourself off from the top to the bottom, you know, just from your head all the way down your shoulders, your back, you know, just brush yourself off. And believe it or not, that helps because you're just brushing away that energy. Um, A lot of massage therapists or Reiki practitioners, when they're finished with a, a session with somebody, they brush the person off and then they brush themselves off because it gets rid of that negative energy that may have attached to them. So we're like magnets. You know, if you're empathic, you're picking up all of this. And there's also people who know when you're empathic, either consciously or unconsciously, and they will suck the life right out of you. And they're considered energy vampires. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, we've got those people in our lives, too. So you have to be aware of that. As a matter of fact, I wrote an article on energy vampires. I'll post it on the Facebook page. Um, you know what else, Annette? We've, dis- we've discussed this in the past. Again, due to me. Um, but we've discussed <laughs> this in the past. I've got some situations. People, um, in, in the past, I've had situations where I've texted you about, you know, uh, why am I feeling this? What is going on with me? How? Why am I missing this person? You know, years ago, and and it was someone that I did not need to miss. 
um, it was a situation that was toxic for me, and I'd been out of it for years, and so about four or five years ago, you know, I'm like, why am I missing this? And you told me, because whether he's consciously doing it or not, he's sending it to you. Like, maybe yeah, he's in a low place and he's sending it to you. Yes, he knows that you're an empath and he's sending it to you. And it's you're exactly right. You know, that's exactly what was going on. And once I was able to get a huge smudge stick and <laughs> smudge myself and... uh and cleanse myself and just kind of brush that energy off and block it and say, I'm not I'm not feeling that. It's not happening. And it was your intention. It's your intention that sets it all into you know, motion. And it really works. And it Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So uh I'll post that on the Facebook page, but Yeah. Um please do because I think yeah. I think that's important for everyone there. And there are a lot of people out there that I I am aware do not know that they are empaths, but they are. And they're struggling with anxiety and they're struggling with other people's emotions. And they're sitting there crying and they're like, I don't even know why I'm crying, you know, and they they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's not even their emotions. It's not even their stuff. They're picking up. And and with, with a lot of stuff going on in the world, we pick up on that fear energy, um, anger energy. If you're really yeah. empathic, you oh, pick yeah. up on that consciousness. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. You know that's going on around us. So, yeah. um, you know, you have to be aware of that too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know they're empaths. No, they don't. And so I think it'd be great to have that information. And and if you want us to cover that for a topic Tuesday and really get deeper into that topic, because my goodness, we certainly can. We could go on and on about examples and and ways to to know and to help and to block and all of that. If you wanted that, well, then you could go to our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour, and message us with uh, information, feedback, suggestions, questions, and we could get anything you want, including this particular topic on and, and more about it. So let us know if you are interested. I'm going to move on to our next question. Okay. Um, this is from Melanie, and I probably need to tackle this one. Uh, how do you know if someone is an addict? And Ooh. honestly, yeah, that's a tough one. Honestly, and this is my... This is a tough answer. I mean, it's tough for people to swallow. It's a jagged little pill. But it isn't for you to know if someone else is an addict. It is an addict or an alcoholic that determines whether or not they're an addict or an alcoholic. Um, because, now, let me clarify that. Nobody nobody send me hate mail yet. Uh, let me clarify. <laughs> well, send me mail. If it's hate mail, that's fine. Send us something. I would love to hear from you. But um, if it's... <laughs> If someone is an addict or an alcoholic, they're not going to be available for you. They're not going to be uh, trustworthy. They're not going to be reliable. They're they're not going to be honest. They're not going to be accountable. Their their best friend and their lover and their priority is going to be their substance, whatever that substance may be. And so whether you are going to call it addiction or they are going to call it addiction is irrelevant because at that point you're not getting your needs met. And so it isn't about whether or not they're an addict. It's about why are you with someone who's not meeting your needs. And if there's not something going on temporary like 
depression or something like that, and this is something that is happening with this person. In other words, if substance is the problem, then it's a problem because that's the definition of addiction. If it's a problem, then it's a problem. It's that simple. If the behaviors uh, are problematic and there's consequences, which obviously means problematic, and they continue to drink or use regardless, and they're obsessed and compulsed with it, then and it's compulsive, then they're going, that's an, that's an addict, that's an alcoholic. Um, you can, honestly, you can look it up online, uh, Google addiction, you can always look on the DSM and find the exact criteria, but the simple answer is, it's not for you to know, it's for them to know, but if your needs are not being met, and if there is a problem, then it is a problem, but it isn't your problem. And that brings me to our next question, which we'll answer in in more detail your question, Melanie. Um, Jenny asks, how can you convince your partner to get help for addiction? And Annette, you and I have discussed this many times. Um, You cannot convince your partner to get help for addiction. In fact... If you were to continue to nag at your partner to get help for addiction, then you would fall under the criteria for codependency. Um, and we may need to do we may need to do a show about codependency because oh, yes, that we would do. be a whole we other do. a whole other thirty minutes in and of itself. Um, but basically, it's up to the the addict or the alcoholic to get help. If they get help for any other reason than themselves, it will not work. It will not stick. Um, You personally do not need to be with someone who is sick, and you do not need to be with an addict or an alcoholic. Now, that may be tough if you happen to be married or have children with or married with children with an addict or an alcoholic because it is difficult to just pick up and walk away, and I understand that, Annette and I both have been there. However... Annette and I both have left that. Uh, Annette in the with children situation and me with four dogs situation, which I consider my children, Personally. but I know that's quite different. Yeah, Personally. exactly. So I, uh, I do know how difficult it is, but I have done it. Now, it did take me sitting in my counselor's office asking for help to get out because it was not easy. But I was also struggling with codependence. And in that sense... The reason it was difficult is because it looks very familiar to me, as I spoke about yesterday when I shared my story. There may be reasons why you are with that person and you are noticing this and you are not leaving because, truth be told, a healthy individual will not be with an addict or an alcoholic because once that behavior presents, they will leave because that's not healthy and they don't want to be unhealthy. And that is a ship that you will go down with and they will take you down with them because that's where they are. It's it's addiction. That's what addiction is. That's what an alcoholic is. Um, that is exactly where you're going to go is down with them. And if you do not leave, then you're giving them one more reason to stay sick because the reason an addict or an alcoholic finally gets help is because they hit rock bottom. And rock bottom can be different levels for any individual, sometimes six feet under, as with my mother. But they have to continually lose things and have negative consequences to the point that they can't take any more negative consequences. And they finally realize, okay, I've 
I've lost my job. I've lost multiple jobs. I've lost my family. I don't have contact with my parents. I I cannot get a job. I so I just lost my wife or my girlfriend. I've lost my kids. I need help. It's until they get to that place that, I mean, they won't get help until they get to that place. And so if you're staying with them, trying to convince them to get treatment, but you're staying with them, why would they get treatment if you're going to stay with them regardless? It's hard for an addict or an alcoholic to admit that they're an addict or an alcoholic. It's difficult for anyone, whether they're an addict or an alcoholic or not, to go to counseling. I don't know how many friends I know that need it and won't go because they just don't want to face that. It's scary, and I know because I did it for so long and I was terrified. It was a very terrifying experience, and I understand quite well why people avoid that at all costs. And so if you're an alcoholic or an addict and you know darn well that you have problems, you really don't want to go because they're going to tell you that you have a problem. And so if you have a wife or a husband or a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they're with you. Or a parent. Or a parent and they're with you no matter what, why would you? Because you're thinking to yourself as an addict or an alcoholic, okay, I could go through this difficult process of facing my demons and you would still be here. Or I could continue to go out and participate in my addiction or my act of alcoholism and you will still be here. I think I will choose the latter because it is the easiest route. And although we will argue all the time, I will just go have a drink and you will just keep nagging me, and I will just go have a drink, and I will use your nagging as an excuse to drink. In fact, every time we fight, I will just throw something and walk out and go to the bar, and then it's your fault that I'm drinking. I don't even have to blame myself anymore. When it looks like that, it's no longer just the alcoholic or the addict that has a problem. Now you're a codependent, and you need help as well. So if your partner is an addict or an alcoholic, my suggestion to you is, If this is a new relationship, get out because it's only going to get worse. If you've been in this for a while and they've been active in their addiction or alcoholism for a while, you need to stop trying to hound your partner into getting help and you need to get help yourself. And I know that sounds tough and I know that sounds harsh, but that is the truth. That is not to say they don't have a problem. That is not to say by any means that you're the problem. It is to say that the fact that you are in a relationship which is not meeting your needs and is painful and toxic and is causing you such grief and yet you choose to stay points to something inside you and you need to deal with that so that you can have a healthy life with or without your partner. And that, whether or not they decide to have a healthy life with you, is up to them but you can have a healthy life with you, with or without them, but you'll need to get help for that as well. So that's the long and tough answer to those few short questions. And if you have any further questions for me regarding this, please do send in a message on Facebook. You can send me an email as well, and I will post that email address for you. I am more than happy to discuss this with you and always available to talk about this topic. It is something I know very well. It's very near and dear to my heart. It's something I lived and went through and I have had to leave a relationship and it was like cutting off my right arm in doing so. I'm very aware of how difficult that can be and how painful. So please know I'm there if you do need to discuss that with me. I'm not a licensed counselor. I will make that clear, but I can certainly talk to you and give you some feedback and give you resources if you need them. And we can certainly cover codependency on another topic Tuesday.
Well, and and they have to understand that the person who is in the situation with the addict, they're not broken. Right. They just need support. Right. And they need to work through some things that will make their lives better when we do. And, um, you know, it's it's a difficult thing. Leaving is never easy. Um, No. But it is something that does make your life better. It and does. And addiction to those around you. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Addiction is systemic, as we discussed on, on Tuesday and yesterday, and it is a systemic disease, and as such, it affects the whole family. So if you have kids and you're thinking to yourself, well, I can't take my kids away from their mother or their father, whatever the situation may be, um, actually you're doing them more harm if you don't if their mother or father is an active alcoholic or addict. And you're also doing your part to keep your partner sick because, again, you're not allowing them to hit rock bottom. You're enabling them. So and if you're, you're getting your help, if, yeah, if yeah. you're getting help, then you're going to know how to do it properly that is best right. for everybody involved. Sure, exactly. And that's the key. So by all means, we can discuss this further. Let us know if you'd like us to because I would certainly love to do that. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, this has been Casual Friday Question and Answer, and I hope that we have been able to discuss some things that's been beneficial to all of you. Be sure to go to our Facebook page and talk to us. We get lonely. We need something to talk to. (laughs) True. We just talk to each other. (laughs) Yeah, we're tired of talking to each other. Um, but get on there and let us know what you're thinking and I'm going to post that um, uh, Energy Vampire information and we'll get the information on next week's shows up for you Sunday night so we look forward to talking with y'all next week bye step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus